Welcome to the Make Life Your Bitch podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Alicia. Greatness is a decision and your birthright. You deserve to love the woman looking back at you in the mirror. This show is for the purpose-driven female entrepreneur who is committed to only counting the time she gets back up. The woman who is ready to ignite the flame within, find her voice, and use the power of her story to transform the lives of those around her. This is your weekly fuel to inspire you to action, where I'll be sharing inspirational stories, real talks with thought leaders and successful entrepreneurs from around the world, and provide you with actionable success strategies for creating a business you love. I'm a content marketing coach, and I'm committed to helping you as an online creator and entrepreneur wherever you are to turn your dreams into a reality, to help you transform your messaging so you can create a genuine connection with your audience and grow your income online. You are far more powerful and stronger than you will ever imagine. We are the warriors. You were born for this. Let's make life your bitch. Hello and welcome to the Make Life Your Bitch podcast. I am your host, Brittany Alicia. And today is a daily dose and it's story time. And so as I've shared with you um, yesterday on the podcast is that this weekend I am attending the UPW Unleash the Power Within event with Tony Robbins. And when I was sharing with another woman, um, we were doing like an activity, um, she actually asked me, why did you start your business? And it's something that I realized that I've actually never shared on the podcast and it's something that I haven't shared in a very very long time on my Facebook like I think it's probably been a couple years and so there's pieces of my story that I've kind of breezed over and just kind of the assumption that people know and there's so many new people in my world that really you probably don't know (laughs) about me so there's a lot of pieces of my story that got me to where I am today and it got me to the point of really creating the brand Make Life Your Bitch. And so I'm going to only touch briefly on some of the key points but um, really going to go a lot deeper into how I got myself into the whole situation of being kidnapped and raped and how it transformed me to where I am today and you know for those of you who are new to my world I am a content marketing coach and for myself it's so much more than that Uh, what I do with my clients is I actually help them break through go through breakthroughs with their mindset Um, we release their fears and the limiting beliefs and you know the um And we release the resentments that have led you to where you are and all those key triggers in your story so that you can actually heal those pieces of you and actually create a really powerful message so that you can make a difference in the world. And so that's what I do with my clients is I really work with them through their mindset, but On the other side of things, we use those breakthroughs as a strategy to grow your business through selling, through connection. And that's something we go through in the Make Life Your Bitch membership uh, because with that membership, you uh, like 
I mean, you can go, I'll drop the link in the description of this episode, but you know, you get a private call with me every single month and you get Voxer with me, um, daily Voxer. And because of that, it's really about helping you expand, grow your business and also how like really dealing with the life shit that comes up. Hence, make life your bitch. But anyway, if we were to talk about my story, we would have to go all the way back to the very beginning and not quite quite the beginning, but pretty damn close. So when I was three years old, that is the first memory that I have. And the memory that I have from when I was three years old is being a little girl and waking up to my parents yelling at each other. I remember getting out of bed and walking to go into the hallway and I was standing on glass and I recall looking to my left and seeing my sister throwing books back down the hallway because my mom had thrown the books at my dad. I looked off to my right and my mom was sitting on the bed on the phone. I remember her like the color of her robe and my dad was in the kitchen with his shirt open where my mom had scratched him and I was crying and I just remember being told to stop crying and that it wasn't that bad and what that really triggered in me was this feeling of I had to be strong that crying and showing emotions was not okay And the reason I bring this up is because this was very much a key trigger throughout my entire life was that emotions and crying was not okay. And that's why one of the things that I talk so much about with my clients when it comes to energetics is the importance of showing emotion in allowing that energy to flow through you. Because on the other side of things, you know, I do talk with my clients about manifestation and all those key pieces. And in abundance codes, we actually talk about money blocks. And when we talk about money blocks, we go through all the chakras and I show you um, how to tap into all your chakras and show you how to identify where you've stored and trapped energy within yourself And what you end up doing, because like I said, story is so important, is actually bringing yourself back to that story and allowing the whole story to play from beginning to end so that you can heal it. But when I experienced that, it created this trigger in me. And so throughout my life, it kept coming up. It was like this pattern because my reaction in big moments in my life wasn't to feel through the feelings and essentially hold the duality, right? I talked on yesterday's um, episode about duality and how, you know, you can feel the negative emotions and allow the energy to flow through you, but also on the other side, you know, maintaining the belief and the dream and the knowing that everything's going to work out and the manifestation piece, right? It's holding both and, you know, in the negative side of things or in the positive, either way, while you're holding this duality, no matter what, you're still moving forward. 
And so the next memory I have is when I was in grade six and I was, I had a best friend and he was actually a guy and he ended up moving away. And I remember just being so upset and it was almost like because it was my first crush and he, you know, if I was like in grade six, 12 years old, it's like he was the one for the 12 year old version of me. And when he moved away, I just remember laying in bed crying and crying and crying with the door closed and, you know, in privacy or what I thought. And I remember my mom coming to the door and knocking on the door and telling me to stop crying. And, you know, I have an amazing relationship with my mom and I don't um, feel any sort of negativity towards her for responding this way. And that's just a programming and a belief within herself that she responded that way so there's there's no like resentment there towards that but these were you know key incidences in my life and so when I was 13 years old I was diagnosed with a brain tumor and I remember being diagnosed with it and when we found out within that first 24-hour period the look when my parents found out and the look on their face um, was obviously fear and devastation, right? Um, you know, with me having a daughter today, her being three months old, I, I can't even imagine. And it's so scary. And I remember I was in the emergency room and I ended up going to the bathroom. And when I came back to lay down, I remember seeing tears in my dad's eyes. And it was in that moment that I decided I was going to be strong. And when I went home over the weekend before my surgery, I saw the same with my stepdad. And so these were two key people of, you know, in their masculine showing this emotion. And instead of responding with, you know, thinking emotion was okay, it was already programmed into my mind that emotion wasn't okay. And so by seeing them, I knew it was bad, but at the same time, um, I made a decision that I was going to be strong and maintain my positivity. So from the time I was like, you know, in middle school, I already started also ingraining within myself the importance of positivity and, you know, manifestation kind of thing of like attracts like and so it was constantly putting myself in this high vibe state where it's going to be okay and so I was this almost like this you know grounded anchor for everyone else and saying like it's you guys it's like it's going to be okay like I'm a warrior I'm a survivor it's good (laughs) and what ended up carrying on is that ended up turning into the way I was with my relationships was that I developed a codependency in regards to really wanting to, on one side, feel love, but on the other side, feeling like in order for me to get and receive that love, um, I needed to be strong. So through these different moments in my life of 
putting on the mask and putting on the feeling of needing to be strong and not being allowed to really show emotion. And, you know, with my brain tumor, I recall coming home and it was when I was finally going to allow myself to feel the emotions, to cry because I was, you know, because my stress hormones had come down and I remember going through, it was almost like that grief cycle. Um, One of the reasons I was going through the grief cycle was because, it seems silly, but um, because I had half of my head shaved off and I was going to be going into high school. And so there was so much fear of being judged for people being mean to me and, you know, not being beautiful. And so I came home and... I had gotten upset with my mom and one of her friends were over and she looked at me and she told her friend looked at me and said, how dare you treat your mom this way? She's been through so much. And it was kind of like, I'm the one who had a fucking brain tumor. Like I'm the one who just had brain surgery. (laughs) But again, it was, you can't feel emotion. You have to be strong. And so strong to me What was programmed into me was no emotion and being there for everyone else and being strong, pretending like I'm okay. And it was this feeling of just stuff it down, stuff it down, stuff it down. And when I would allow myself to feel feelings, you know, feel the feels, um, it was, I was always reprimanded for it. And so this led into my relationships where you know, if I allowed that little piece of me to shine through or, you know, leak out, I felt weak. And because I ended up being in these codependent, abusive relationships, but I wanted so badly to feel loved and feel like I was enough and I was cared for. And almost that feeling of I wanted to be able to feel like I was taken care of, that it was okay for me to be in my feminine energy and to cry. But because of the people that I chose and because they were so unhealthy, what resulted was when I did feel those emotions, they used that to hurt me further. They used it as a form of control. So I'm not going to go into, you know, the relationships along the way, but I do want to um, talk about the relationship that led to me being kidnapped and raped because, again, it was, I was searching for a relationship instead of healing myself first. I was looking to feel loved, to feel like I was enough. And what happened was I was on a dating site And whenever I hear people talk about dating sites now, I'm just like, oh my God, don't do that. But I mean, it is a big thing of what people do today. But I was, I was on a dating site and I I would have been 20, 21 years old. And I ended up meeting someone on there. And at first it seemed like you know, things were really good. He seemed like a good guy. But there was there was this piece of me in my mind that was like, mm, don't do it. And 
has anyone else ever, you know, not trusted their intuition? It's like, you know, and it's like whispering at you. It's like, don't do it. And you're like, shh, you know, I just, I just want to feel good. Like, it'll be okay. Like, you know, and we question ourselves and we're like, no, it must be something wrong with me versus trusting that intuition. And so the beginning of the relationship seemed really good. Um, you know, I felt cared for, I felt loved, but it lasted about three weeks to a month. And what transpired was he ended up being a con artist and he so quickly manipulated me. And the way he manipulated me was he very quickly, you know, told lies to get into my home. And because I was caring and cared about people and, you know, giving, he utilized that to get into my home, to start living there rent free. And, you know, as time went on, because you could tell he was so miserable within himself, he deflected that onto me. He ended up being um, into drugs. He did a lot of cocaine. He you know, lied a lot. He actually had this app on his phone that it would call him. He could set it up so that it would call him and he would have fake conversations with people and pretend like this was a person in his life. And from the beginning, he actually, one of the reasons, like, because he didn't have a license and he told me it was because he had a brain injury. And, you know, he, he utilized those pieces of my own story to build that relationship and that rapport that, you know, I could relate to him. And it's the same thing on the positive side of things when we are in business that people want to buy from people like themselves. They want to purchase from someone who, if he, like, they can relate to them. They're like, okay, they've been down the path that I have but they've figured it out and I need to fucking figure this shit out because I'm tired of being on this like merry-go-round circle. And so I want what would they what they have because they have the solution for me and I need this. And that's why we hire coaches, right? It's because we want to get there faster. We don't want to continue to go through the pain. So I, as that relationship went on, um, I ended up, you know, wanting out and any time that I would allow myself to get strong and to fight back um, in a way of just saying like, no more, like you need to leave, um, that's when I was abused and I was abused from anything from being choked unconscious to being thrown um you know through walls I was um had my head put into a wall and I was in a vehicle and I was beaten while driving um and so when I finally got to a point that my parents could see what was happening in this relationship, but they didn't know how to get me out of it because they didn't know how I felt about it. 
because he had completely blocked me off from the world. He blocked me off in a way that, you know, I, I had made this mental decision in my mind that in order to be in a relationship with him, because as my parents and family started to say, like, as long as you're with him, like, you know, this is unhealthy for you. And I remember having this conversation in my mind and I remember exactly where I was in my home at the time saying to my, thinking to myself, like, I could let go of my family to be with this person. And that, that's how fucked up I was. And what ended up transpiring was my dad ended up showing up at my house and he lived an hour and a half away. And all of a sudden he showed up my, up in my house one day and I invited him in and the cops ended up showing up and they arrested my boyfriend at the time. And I remember just looking at my dad and collapsing and falling into his arms and crying and being like, so so relieved like you know I could breathe again I could feel again and when and so he ended up actually going to jail because of him being caught for um, fraudulent charges and all of that but they ended up letting him out of jail and the piece for me because if you no, if you if you've been in my world long enough, um, you know I do run off of wanting to know why, and I've learned in certain areas of my life that why doesn't necessarily matter, but also sometimes I want to know why something happened so I know how to resolve it or how to make sure that it doesn't happen again. So he gets out of jail and he, I had already removed all his stuff from my home and brought it to his parents. But we started talking in the sense that I was very curious because I didn't know what was true of my life anymore. I had no idea what was real and what wasn't because he made up friends who weren't actually his friends. They weren't even real people. And so I, I ended up making a decision. I was going to go out, meet him at a public restaurant so that nothing could happen. And he was going, he agreed to tell me the truth as to what he lied about, what he was honest about. And as the evening went on, he asked me to drive him to, he was supposed to be, he was allegedly again staying with a friend. And so he told me that he needed a ride. So I agreed to give him a ride. And then he claimed that he, the person was busy and that he was going to meet up with him after. Could we go to a movie? He was going to take me to a movie. And I said, okay, sure. And so the movie's over and we are going to leave the movie theater. And he gets on the phone and he's pretending he's talking to someone. And his phone was loud enough that I could hear that it was a recording of someone saying, you know, the number you have reached is not in service. And this whole feeling just like dropped inside of me. 
and this fear came over me of holy shit what did I just do I did it again and he asked for a ride and I said no and he threatened me and I he got into my vehicle and I was driving at the time and I said where do you want to go I'm dropping you off and he wanted to go back to my place and I said no so I started driving around the city that I lived in just hoping that he would figure out somewhere to stay and he started getting mad at me saying that he spent all the money that he had on taking me out that night and there came a point that I was so afraid that I jumped out of my vehicle I parked my vehicle and I jumped out and I started running and it was like one of those things from a horror movie where you your phone's dying <laughs> and you you know your phone's dying and you can't call the cops and he ended up catching up to me dragging me back to the vehicle put me in the passenger seat and started beating me and he began driving and as he came up to a stop sign I jumped out of the vehicle again and he pulled he pulled me back like I wasn't quite out of the vehicle pulled me back in by my hair and made me put on my seatbelt and he ended up going to the a sleazy motel <laughs> you know if you've ever heard of like those sleazy motels that um they're just like super old and grungy and it's really cheap and it's almost like one of those ones where people go to just to like you know sneak away and um you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I don't need to respond, say anymore. And so we got into this hotel room and I I felt nothing. It was just this numb feeling of not knowing how to leave and just being so afraid. And he proceeded to beat me and rape me. And I... He ended up leaving the room and standing outside for a cigarette and I grabbed my phone and all I put was an H and I messaged my dad and I went into the bathroom and I remember sitting in the shower and it was this green bathtub and as I sat in the shower I had no idea as this water ran over me if I wanted to live or die because it was too much to live but I was also too afraid to die and I remember being in this bathtub just feeling totally numb and feeling nothing at all and as I got out of the bathtub my dad and my mom ended up looking you know and my mom had access to my bank account because she works at the bank and they started looking for me and they ended up getting a hold of him and I was raped a couple more times that night and they ended up saying like you need to let her go and so he asked so the next morning I asked him I said you need to pick somewhere like where are you going and I dropped him off at the mall and when I dropped him off at the mall I called my dad and I told him where he was and the cops arrested him while he was on well because my 
dad called him and to see to ensure that he was at the mall and the cops actually arrested him and took him down while my dad was on the phone with with him and the reason I tell that story is because it didn't end there when I ended up making the decision I ended up um starting I ended up struggling with addiction after that throughout that whole piece but also I struggled with addiction through that after being in that relationship I ended up um getting HPV because he was um cheating on me and I ended up getting cervical cancer because of it and so there was all these pieces of I felt like my body wasn't my own And I felt like, you know, there was just like this empty piece inside of me where, you know, from having a brain tumor to not being able to show my emotions to being abused, it was just like, you know, my body wasn't mine and I didn't feel beautiful. I felt like I had no control over my emotions, over my body, nothing. And I be, I drank, um, I drank because it gave me a little bit of a boost where I thought like I was enough and I could numb the pain. And it, what it gave me was when in those moments where I didn't feel numb from life itself, I was able to bring me, myself back to that feeling of numb because that became my home and my comfortable place of being. So I moved home, I ended up getting sober, starting to live life, enjoy life, and I met another man. And as I went through this whole process, um, when I actually moved home, I actually didn't believe that, I didn't believe anyone. I really struggled with trust. I didn't trust um I didn't trust myself and it wasn't that I didn't trust other people. I didn't trust myself. And so I would ask, I didn't trust that my parents were my parents. I questioned that. Um, Whenever someone would say something to me, my first thought was, is this true? Are they lying? And it wasn't necessarily that I didn't trust them. There was just so much fear in me that if I trusted them, that I would get hurt So I struggled with trusting myself. And again, it led back to, I need to know why. Because when I know why someone does what they do, I need proof in order to be able to move forward, which then led me to struggling financially because I didn't trust myself. And I'll I'll touch a bit more on that right away. So... I got into a new relationship and the first year was really good. We were in in a relationship for almost five years and the first year was really good. But then the narcissism came through with my ex and the emotional abuse. I was very much emotionally abused in that relationship. And I remember at that year point saying to myself again, how the fuck did I get here? I did it again. And during that time, I had really bad PTSD, really bad flashbacks, because I actually 
numbed out everything that I had to, in order to heal myself through the being kidnapped and raped, I actually had to go back and read all the police reports from the times that I went and told the police I was abused and I was seeking help. But when it comes to domestic abuse, they often don't do anything about it. And I mean, unfortunately, that's just the truth. A a lot of domestic abuse doesn't get dealt with um, until someone is seriously injured. And so I ended up going back and reading through all these police reports. And that's actually when I first started to learn and, you know, practice that piece from abundance codes. And I really didn't realize that that's what I was doing at the time. But, you know, for someone who does struggle with PTSD, and I am not a therapist, um, you know, I will say that. But one of the things that we do in the abundance codes program is allowing you to really take your body back, take back who you are, start to trust yourself, trust your intuition, and feel, like I said, clear out your body and be able to, you know, if you have a pendulum, um, show you how to, I show you how to like really feel into your energetic field to be able to have, you know, and it's not necessarily about control, um, control of your body, like sort of, but more it's like, instead of control, I like to call it trust, have like trust within yourself so that, you know, you can take your body back, that you can take your life back, you can take your story back. And I ended up being in this relationship, realizing what I went through, dealt with the PTSD. And, you know, again, realizing that I fell back into that old pattern. And again, he ended up leaving me for another woman. I was again cheated on, went back through the feelings of I wasn't enough. And it, it was that time that I ended up drawing this line in the sand that I wasn't ever going to feel this way again. Are you ready to dive deeper into understanding the fifth dimension? how to quantum leap, and how to utilize the compound effect? These concepts are super trendy right now, but as someone who has experienced trauma and may still like a little bit of control, trusting blindly can be very difficult for me until I understood how it all works. Even I didn't know how I manifested my dream vehicle, home, man, my baby girl, and hitting six figures, but now I do. Every program I have ever taken on manifestation told me to feel energy and trust. I tried everything from being positive, gratitude lists, connecting with crystals, clearing my chakras, and following the moon cycles. I needed more than just to trust. I needed to know how and why. This is your warning sign though, that once you do learn this, you'll never look at energy and manifestation the same again. Dimensions is a three-day intensive where you will become equipped with the manifestation sequence. We will deep dive into how it works, how to stay in the vibe, and manifest your dream life, all for only $333. Join now by heading to the description for the link. 
never, I was never going to feel this way again. And he ended up having a dream about me after we split up. And he called me and he said to me, I, I want to know if you're okay because I had a dream that you jumped off a mountain because I was actually in the mountains visiting my sister at the time. And I said to him, you know what? I said, maybe when I was jumping off the, that mountain, it's because I was ready to fly and I was learning how to fly and to trust. And that was the first time that I ended up going to a Tony Robbins event. And I had no idea what I was going to get from that event. Um, but I learned how to love myself. And that was the very first time in my life I learned how to love myself. And the reason I want to share this story, and it's so, so important, is because, because of me learning how to love myself, because I owned my story, because I took back my life, I took back the trust within myself, I said to myself, you know what? My story does not make me a victim I am a survivor and I get to create a difference in the world. I get to create a ripple effect. So I went to Tony Robbins again a second time. And that's when I made the decision to start. I was going to start a blog and I was also going to become a coach. And in that time, like I said, because I had so much confidence within myself, I knew that in order for me to help others, I needed to start first with loving me, filling up my cup and giving from the overflow. I knew from my past experiences that anytime I gave everything to everyone and I felt depleted, I was of no use to anyone. I wasn't any of any use to myself. I didn't trust myself and I needed to love myself in order to have those clear boundaries and to have that clear path to what I desired in life. So I ended up um, in this time in between the Tony Robbins, two Tony Robbins events. Um, I met my boyfriend who I'm with now, who we just had our daughter. And when I went to the Tony Robbins event in July of 2018, I made that decision. I was going to start a blog and I was going to start a coaching business. And the reason I wanted to start the blog was because I wanted to start telling my story because I told myself if I could help one woman go after her dreams because I started to go after my dreams so quickly and I realized it was just taking it one step at a time. And so as I started to go after my dreams, I saw that it was possible for anyone and I wanted that for other women. I wanted to create this ripple effect in the world. And I told myself, as long as I can help one woman by telling my story and in making a difference for her to see that she doesn't have to live this way, that she can go after her dreams, then everything I'd been through was worth it because the lessons that it was, that it happened for me, I could help someone get through it faster or maybe not make the same mistakes I did. So I ended up, you know, making that decision. We ended up having um, some family. My Both my dads ended up in the hospital um, around the same time. My stepdad cut his arm off in a work accident. They ended up reattaching it, but he ended up um, having that happen. And my dad ended up in ICU with multiple pulmonary embolisms. And so I had to put everything on pause and be there for everyone else and not myself. And as I came out the other side of, you know, 
they were getting better. And so that's what actually when I ended up finding out that I had cancer again was October 31st of 2018. And it was at that time that I had made the decision. I had bought the Make Life Your Bitch domain. And I had said, you know, I'm going to write a blog. I'm going to start a blog. And as I started to tell my stories, I was taking a course on blogging. And it said that I should have 10 posts, 10 blog articles before I release it. And that's when I ended up finding out that I, you know, had cancer again. And I shut down. I went into a place of resentment. I was so angry. I was angry that he cheated on me. I was angry that because of that, like what ended up happening, I was angry because had I not made that decision to be in that relationship, if I had left so much sooner, I wouldn't be in this situation. I blamed myself. I didn't trust myself again. And this went on for a few months until one day I said to myself, you have 48 hours. You get to feel annoyed, frustrated, resentful, hurt, all the things. Feel it all for the next 48 hours. And then you're taking your life back. You know, you're going to make your life your bitch. And you're taking your life back. And it was less than 48 hours that, you know, I snapped myself out of it. It took me a week to write my articles, create my website, post the blog post. And the stories I told in that blog were, I told the story about being kidnapped and raped. I told the story about that green bathtub. Um, I told the story of, you know, the idea of the grief cycle and how you're moving through the grief cycle any time of your life that someone leaves your life or something happens in your life that you're, it changes direction in a direction that you didn't necessarily want. Um, you know, anytime there's any sort of death, whether it be death of a family member, friend, death of a relationship. And so I, what I wrote was an article based on the death of a relationship and the seven stages of grief. So that's another thing I help my clients with is when they're going through relationship struggles, um, you know, things in their life, even if it's, you know, a death of an identity that they have, really helping them work through those stages of grief, right? And so that, because my belief is that if you don't have, if you haven't mastered your mindset, then it doesn't matter what strategies I teach you in your business. I had a client recently, I shared this on another episode, who came to me and she said, Brittany, I I have a mindset coach and I have a strategy coach and I don't know what my problem is. And I said, it's both. It's both because if your mindset's not right, you know, it's going to affect your strategy. It's both. And you need to have a coach who's going to help you navigate through both. So I ended up, you know, making that decision. It was within a few weeks after that, I ended up taking a coaching course. I was presented with that opportunity. And... You know, for the first couple of years of my business, I did not make any money. And I'll be totally honest with that. I didn't make any money. And one of the reasons was is because I did sales calls and I was so tired of 
people saying no. And one of the reasons that I had that belief and what was happening inside of me at that time was my ex and I had split, right? So I was living with my dad again because I didn't think I wanted to live in the same city. I wanted to start to travel and move away until I met my boyfriend. And then that's what kept me here. (laughs) But, you know, so I didn't, I was like, I'm not going to go buy my own place. I'm not going to sign a 12 month lease. I want to be able to go when I want. And so I ended up traveling a bunch that year. And also what I ended up realizing in that relationship with the emotional abuse was that I, any money I made, I would spend right away. Like my bank account was often like I had a hundred bucks in it. And I was, I'm an x-ray tech by trade making, you know, three to $4,000 a month. And I I wasn't paying rent. I was literally paying for nothing. So it was like, I was just spending it all. And like I said, I was traveling a lot, but, um, you know, I was keeping about a hundred dollars in my bank account and I ended up realizing and learning later that one of the reasons I was doing that was because, um, when the person who kidnapped and raped me, um, they made me pay for that hotel room, um, where they kidnapped and raped me. And I, I only had a hundred, they wanted to take all the money that I had. And I actually only had a hundred dollars in my bank account at that time. And so there was this programming that I had that, you know, I didn't even realize it, right? A lot of our programming, we don't even realize. We just think to ourselves, like, why can't I hold on to money? And when we can work together to navigate through the reason why, like what happened that led to that, you know, like I said, it changes your mindset. It changes your energy. It changes the way you manifest things, but it begins with having to heal, you know, that version of yourself and really healing your story. That's why I said content marketing. Um, <laughs> but because of that, I only kept a hundred dollars in my bank account and felt like I was always broke. So I ended up, you know, like I said, leaving that relationship, becoming a coach. You know, I wasn't making any money in my business and I ended up having a back injury and while I was, when I had that back injury and, you know, in this meantime, like I went out, I, like I said, I was in a new relationship. I ran the New York marathon. Um, I was traveling the world. I was doing all these things that I desired, but I ended up having a back injury and I ended up, I ended up having a back injury and my work wasn't paying me properly and I got back to this place of feeling broke because I had already been to Tony Robbins, right? So I had healed these these pieces of me. I was starting to make money and I had the back injury and it was like I lost control again. And so I made a decision October of 2019 that I was no longer going to rely on that money I was receiving from work and I was going to commit to going all in on my business within a month I had three clients um, within a time period of would have been six months I had 10 clients I was projected to make by that point already in March six figures in my business 
That was last year in 2021. I hit six figures in my business, but it actually stopped in, I believe it was April. March, April was when the growth stopped. So I had grown. I had like already had projected amount of six figures and I stopped moving forward in my business. Um, I had another family go into, family member go into the hospital and it broke me, like literally broke me, um, like emotionally. And I held back. And there was also this piece of me that felt like, well, I don't need to continue to show up online because people just know who I am and people will buy from me. But I became, you know, because I stopped showing up, because I stopped telling my story, I stopped helping people outside of the people who were like investing in their businesses that I started to get into my own head as I saw other people be successful. As I saw my clients' success, I questioned my own success, that I wasn't enough. Even when my clients were getting success from hitting 10K months to writing a book, one of my clients, she has just wrote a book with 100 moms. She has a big trip where all these women came to India, like happening this weekend and it's um, that Shikakana, her name is, and she does 100 Dreams for 100 Moms. Um, you know, I've had other clients write books. I had one client start a podcast and go from thinking that she wanted to be in this one business because um, that's what someone else told her she should do. Um, and it was based on being a coach for vegans who were bulimic to now she's doing breath work. And it's completely different niche but it's still the same because it's that emotional feeling and that emotional home of women that she wants to help who like the feeling that she felt when she was bulimic that's what she wants to help others with isn't necessarily like being bulimic but that feeling within so as I came out the other side you know last July I made the decision in my business, that was when Make Life Your Bitch, um, the membership started, was last July, because I wanted certainty in my life, I was still in a state of certainty, I don't know if you're like that in your business, but strategy I could measure, I could, someone could tell me about their business, um, by human design, I'm a projector, so I'm that person who I can sit back, and you tell me what's going on, and I giggle, because I know exactly what is happening in your business, and what needs to adjust and change. But I ended up, you know, it like that was my like that's where I felt very confident. But the thing, my passion was telling story. My passion was helping other women tell their story, to set themselves emotionally free so that they could grow within their businesses, so that they didn't have to go through the struggles that I did to find myself first. And July of 2021 was when I started to take action and do the things that um, I teach my clients now in abundance codes. And it led to a dip in my business. It led to 
you know, as those contracts ended, me going from, you know, making 10K months to, and it dropped. It was like 10K, 8K, 6K, 5K to just a few hundred dollars a month in my business. So of course the imposter syndrome came in and it was like, I'm a failure and other people were judging me and it's like, you know, family members and friends. And I hated, I hated when people would ask me about my business because I felt like such a failure. So if you've ever experienced that where you were doing really well and then all of a sudden you decided to actually go after your dreams, (laughs) like to, it was almost like pivot towards like, really being you and owning yourself and that's what I did and I led myself through you know trying different things that other people did because sometimes we we don't realize what we don't like we don't know what we don't know so I don't know what I don't like unless I try it first right And I mean, how many times have you, you know, someone said like, oh, you should try this, you should eat this. And you think you tell them like, oh, I don't like that. And really, you've never actually tried it. Um, It's kind of like the same thing with, you know, business and your life in general. Um, So I end up, you know, going through this transition with my business. Um, I try the putting out a million different offers. I did that this past year. And what I really came back to, what created like the solid foundation within myself and my business was there was two major programs I wanted to share with my clients. Abundance codes, because I knew how important the energetics were internally for release in order for you to manifest and be successful in your business. On the other side, there's influencer, which is about you showing up online telling your story so that you can attract clients, selling through connection the way I, you know, show up today. And then different masterclasses along the way. Um, you know, Dimensions is coming up as I've shared. And that one, again, is all about... It, I talk about the energetic field in that. And really, the key behind, you know, the result of that program is for you to release yourself from saying to yourself, I can't manifest. That program is actually about trust. It's going to teach you how to trust yourself again. And it's a three-day intensive. At the end of three days, you're going to be able to trust yourself and trust the universe and have this relationship with the universe, with God, that they got your back. And so that's what that um, three-day intensive is really about. You're going to come out the other side with believing in yourself, trusting yourself, and knowing that once once you know what you know, there's no going back. Once you know what we share in that three-day intensive, there's no going back to telling yourself that you can't manifest something, that you aren't worthy of manifesting. Because, like I said, you you'll come out the other side and it'll be you'll be this whole new person. And then the other, you know, just to touch on the other program, like I said, with um, the Make Life Your Bitch membership, um, you get everything. Like I said, you get a private call with me, you get daily Voxer, but I actually, you get to tap into my world. We do weekly calls where we, like whatever is happening, whatever I've personally downloaded or am experiencing in my own life, it's like, um, it's kind of funny because with Tony Robbins, they were sharing about their platinum partners and he was, 
um, one of the guys was saying like, you're their guinea pig, you're his guinea pigs. And I thought to myself, like, that's kind of what my clients are in the Make Life Your Bitch Master membership. You know, they're kind of like my guinea pigs. And, but at the same time, it's very much a, it's all of it, right? Because I believe, I believe in building a business around your life. And so we must make your life your bitch first to make your business your bitch. Like they go along, alongside each other. They're running on, you know, a track together. And if you let one veer off track, you're going to crash, right? And so it's really about making sure that you stay on track, having that clarity and bringing it together so that you stay on track so that you actually notice when you start to go off track versus all of a sudden wondering one day, like, how the fuck did I get here, right? So, you know, for me, it's been this journey from, you know, being being this little girl who didn't feel her emotions, who thought that strong meant feeling nothing, who find, like, it wasn't even when I was kidnapped and raped that I decided to draw that line in the sand. It was when I decided that I was worthy, I was enough, and I was worth loving, that I had to make that decision. It wasn't, it was no longer me drawing the line in the sand saying, I'm not going to be in a relationship like that again. It was like the line was drawn in the sand where I said, I'm going to love myself. I'm going to choose me. And, you know, that's one of the things that when you work with me, that's what we do is we help you choose you so that you can grow a thriving business. But, you know, coming out that other side is what led me to really making life my bitch starting the podcast. That's why the podcast is so important to me when I have the women come in and tell their stories and talk about how it led to them starting their business is because you have so many people out there like starting their businesses and being told you have to like have a niche, have like I help statements and you start to get, you're too much in your head, this logic piece where it's like, you know, well, I want to start a business because this excites me. And then all of a sudden we get off track because we see everybody else being successful. The algorithm, once you start talking about something, the algorithm is like bringing people into your world. And it's like, well, you guys are talking about the same thing. You should be friends. But all of a sudden you're thinking, well, everyone's doing the same thing as me. Now I need to pivot and I need to do something else in my business because everyone's doing this. But really it's the algorithm telling you, like just connecting you to other people. That's actually what's happening. Um, but you know, it's through going through that process that I'm able to be where I am today to have the podcast through help to help women see that their story and who they are and the journey that they've been on is what's is why they started their business. It's what is going to give them clarity. It's what's going to help you get through that other side to success, that you're going to be heart-led, that you're going to be that person that is unique and, you know, it's, you're going to be that person who's untouchable in the, in your, in your niche because you're going, you're leading from your story and that's when you become a master of helping other people is because you actually go back and you look at your story and how you got to where you are today and you think to yourself, I, you know, I, I've walked this journey. Here's the things that I did. Here's the things that I've learned. Here's the things that I've tried. And 
by doing, being able to do that and see that for yourself, see that in your business, you, that's how you grow. That's how you help clients. That's how you, you know, have the confidence within yourself. That's how with that confidence, you start to manifest your dream life. You start to manifest even more clients. You start to manifest wealth, friends, family, relationships. And all of a sudden you look at your life one day and you think to yourself, how the fuck did I get here? And you got here because you made a decision to choose you. And you made a decision to take it one step forward at a time. And you made a decision to love yourself. And you made a decision that you were worthy. So what I want to challenge you with today is what is your next step going to be in order to start loving yourself, in order to start loving yourself more, to see that you're worthy, to see that you're enough, to see where the spots are in your business that you're being held back that you need to go heal. And, you know, in order for us to do that, we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Um, with UPW, we talk about proximity is power. Who are you surrounding yourself with to make sure that you are growing, that you aren't dying, that you aren't moving backwards, that you aren't in a negative state? That you're surrounding yourself, are you surrounding yourself with people who don't believe in you, right? So, you know, I always say like with my clients, I help them give their vision birth when nobody else believes in them. Because when I first started my business, nobody believed in me, right? I believed in me, but, and you know, when I, when my income went down, it was the question of people not believing in me. I had someone tell me, I, I, want, I don't want to hear about your business anymore and how you're going to be a millionaire and how you're going to have all su- this success because I don't see it. Tell me when it's happening. Tell me when it's coming. And that hurt so much, but that was my leverage. That was my line in the sand of saying to myself, you know, this is the direction I'm going. This is the clarity that I have. And taking it forward one step at a time. And in order for me to do that, I had to go back and heal myself and learn how to love myself. And that's the biggest thing that I've got so far. We're only on day two with UPW, but that's the biggest thing that helped me get through that was I, what I ended up realizing at this, with this UPW is that when I went to UPW in 2018, there were two of my human needs that made me feel like I was enough and that was certainty and significance. And as I came out the other side and I started to grow my business and be really successful and even when I wasn't growing my business but I felt really good within myself and loving myself, the two that I was you know, drawn by was um, love and connection and contribution. So wanting to really be connected with people and really contributing to the world to help people see that they're enough. Um, I want, like, one of my dreams is to start a charity, um, like my own charity, where I help women who have been through domestic abuse for them to be able to actually go see a therapist, deal with their PTSD, because so many of them have it, and come out the other side and come into a program that I offer 
to help them with their mindset. And I also want to be able to actually send them to UPW because, you know, I think it's so powerful and important. And so that that's like one of my big dreams is to be able to start a charity like that. But, you know, coming out that other side has really allowed me to see myself. But I like coming out that other side has allowed me to see myself for who I am. But, you know, I'm more aware of my patterns when I have a coach who can tell me, like, you know, walk me through my patterns. But um, it's, you know, that's why I find like 12 month containers are so important because if you only have a coach for a month or a couple months or three months, they don't actually see your patterns as to what, what changes, you know, what causes you to go back? Because like you can spend three months with someone being in a super high vibe state and all of a sudden life happens and you know, life can happen within a year. So it's helping getting someone to help you break your patterns. And so what I ended up realizing, you know, recently was, or today on day two was that I fell back into those two basic human needs of certainty and significance. And I realized I stopped loving myself and feeling like I was enough. And so I'm bringing, you know, I had to bring myself back to the connection, the contribution. Like, what is the reason that I'm doing my business in the first place? Why did I start my business, right? Like at the very beginning of this episode, I said, like, I'm going to tell you why I started my business. And I started my business to help people never have to feel the way that I did to not have to continue and spend the rest of their lives like going through pain, feeling numb, wondering, you know, how the fuck did I get here in a negative way, right? Like I want them to feel the joy and the excitement because I know it's possible for anyone. Um, By trade, I'm an x-ray tech and seeing people walk through the door in the hospital being so stressed out and not actually being able to, you know, not actually being able to really help them other than, you know, take pictures. I thought to myself, you know, if I could help someone get, you know, help someone heal sooner so that they don't end up in the hospital, that they don't end up stressed, they don't struggle with addiction the way I did, then like I said, everything I've been through was worth it. And, you know, I've done it. And even though there's that little voice inside my head sometimes that says, but you moved backwards, it's okay because in this past year, everything that I've learned makes me so much stronger of a coach. It makes me be able to work with clients who have been through this. And that's why I always say, you know, What do I help my clients with? I hope you break through your own glass ceiling, not the glass ceiling, but your own glass ceiling, your own limiting beliefs that are holding you back from reaching your next level. Whether, you know, you had a really successful business and then all of a sudden you're wondering what happened, whether you're hitting, you know, $1,000 a month, maybe, maybe you're hitting 10, 20, 30K, 50K a month, but you know that there's something mentally, emotionally holding you back. You know, it's this story within you that you're telling yourself and then the other piece is owning your worth really owning who you are and loving yourself so that's why I started my business was because I've been that person was I've struggled with you know 
hitting the glass ceiling and not knowing how to break through. And there's always a new glass ceiling, right? There's always a new ceiling we hit and um, then it's like we break through that and it's a new breakthrough. And, you know, let's spend our lives learning about ourselves, loving ourselves and showing the world and ourselves of what's possible what's possible versus you know taking on someone else's beliefs because your beliefs aren't your own you know if you look at your beliefs and you actually ask yourself where did this belief come from it didn't start with you <laughs> something happened so that is it for this one and i know for a daily dose it was a lot more than a dose but I felt like it was a really important message that I needed to share with you. So that is it for this one. And tomorrow is a meditation. And there is, of course, the with the meditations, there's an $11 bundle where $11 a month, you get access to all the meditations that don't have any ads at the end. Um, you can download them, you know, have them in your pocket and yeah, it's $11 a month. And so I am sending you tons of love. And I want you to go out there and make like your bitch. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Make Life Your Bitch podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with your bestie. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, feedback, or compliments that you want to throw like confetti, you can reach me directly at podcast at makelifeyourbitch.co. Thanks for listening.